0: Hello, my name is Denise Renner, and I welcome you to my program, Time with Denise Renner. You know, I'm so excited about what I'm going to share with you today, because I'm going to talk about a woman that was so bad. She was so gripey. She was so complaining. She was so fault-finding. She was really mean. She was accusing... And God turned her into a princess. And I'm talking about Sarah, who was first Sarai, and God changed her into Sarah. And you know, when I look at Sarah, or when I look at Sarai, and I see the things in her, about her, and the qualities about her, I think, God, if you can change her, You can change anybody, and it gives me great, great hope, and I hope that today you can see as we speak together the mighty, miracle-working power of God. So I want to start with Genesis chapter 16, verse 5, and it shows us how really ugly that Sarah was. Sar- Sarai was. And it says in verse 5 of chapter 16. Then Sarai said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. Now, Sarai, she had told Abraham, I can't have any children, so just take my, my maidservant Hagar, sleep with her, and at least we'll have a child in the house. Okay. So then Sarai said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace and when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. So Sarai, the whole thing is her idea, but she's blaming it on Abraham and she's blaming it on Hagar. So Abraham said to Sarai, indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now, we do not know exactly what Sarai did to Hagar. Uh, Some scholars say that she put extra burdens on her. Maybe Sarai was so angry, so jealous, that she just wanted to hurt Hagar, We don't know, but we do know that Sarai was so mean and that it brought fear to Hagar for her very life and that she fled from her presence. So that's how this woman, Sarai, is. But then after this happens, uh, God visits Abraham and God changes Abraham's name from Abram to Abraham. And then he tells Abraham that your wife shall bear you a, a son, and that her name is going to be called Sarah, princess. Well, look at Genesis 17, 16, and we see this. Okay, 1716. And God is speaking to Abraham and he says, well, let's, let's go to verse 15. Then God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name, Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And Sarah means princess. And I will bless her. And also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her. And she shall be the mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. Verse 17. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall shall a child be born to a man who's a hundred years old? And shall Sarah who is 90 years old, bear a child. This was so shocking to Abraham that he fell on the ground. He fell on his face and he is laughing. God is talking to him, but he's on his face. He's laughing and he's saying in his heart, is this really going to happen? And look at verse 18. It says, and Abraham said to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before you. (laughs) So Abraham's saying, "Uh, God, now really, uh, this is impossible. Uh, I'm 100 years old. She's 90. Lord, we're talking about impossible. Can't Ishmael live before you? Verse 19, then God said, nope. (laughs) I love that. God doesn't say, well, you know, maybe not. God says, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son and you shall call his name. Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. So God said to Abraham, uh, no, this is not my plan. And uh, Sarah is going to bear a child. And I've changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. And so um, the Lord comes again in verse 18. And <clears throat> he says again that Sarah is going to have a son. And in verse Let's see. In verse 10. Oh, yes. In In verse 9. Then they said to him. This is talking about the three men who came to visit Abraham and one of them was the Lord. Okay. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she's here in the tent. And verse 10. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, verse 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Verse 12. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself after I have grown old shall I have pleasure my Lord being old also verse 13 and the Lord said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh saying shall I bear a child since I'm old and then the Lord says is anything too hard for the Lord What a question what a question is anything too hard for the Lord. Well, you can say, well, this is this is an impossible situation. This man is a hundred years old. His wife is ninety years old. Uh, she has already passed the age of childbearing. Uh, her body has already changed. How is this ever going to happen? But God's answer is, is anything too hard for the Lord? And I wanted to say to you, friend, we can see that God's already done the impossible. He's already turned this mean, uh, accusing, fault-finding, complaining woman, Sarai, into Sarah, who is is a princess. And he has said, I'm going to do this miracle. I'm going to come back in a year and you're going to see that she's going to have this son. And Sarah, she's just, she's laughing in herself. God says, did, did you laugh? She says, no. And then God says, finally, he says, "I, I know you laughed. Well, so both of their reactions really were not filled with much faith. They were filled with laughter, but it didn't change God's plan. And he said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And that's what I wanted to get across to you today. One of the things is, are you facing difficult things? Is it staring you in the face? Is it saying, this will never change? That person will never change? Your problems will never change? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The, question, the answer is no, no. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. And that needs to become like something very strong inside of us. Because we live in a fallen world and there are things going on in this world. There are diseases, there are plagues. There are people who hate people. There are people who are so mixed up. There's things going on that are so evil. But for us as the body of Christ, for us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, what What's it supposed to be for us? We're supposed to stick out. We're supposed to be different. And, And we're supposed to have faith in him and say, is there anything too hard for my God? No, there's not anything too hard for my God. And God was saying about himself in this verse, is there anything too hard for the Lord? He was holding up his reputation to Sarah and to Abraham. And he said, listen, guys, I know this sounds impossible. But I'm telling you, there's nothing too hard for me. And I'm telling you right now, friend, God in us, the Holy Spirit inside of us is saying, no, there's not anything impossible with me. Because all things are possible to him that believes. And friend, this is a time. This is a time that we're living in for miracles. This is a time, oh, this is a time that we see That our God is a miracle working God and that there is absolutely nothing impossible for him or nothing too hard for him. Well, as you know, Sarah, she becomes pregnant. And I just want to talk about that because what a miracle. She's 90 years old and now she's pregnant. And if I'm talking to a woman and you're a mother, you know what it's like to carry that child. I remember when we were pregnant with Paul, our first son, and my my stomach, my body started to change. And my stomach started to get bigger, and I was like, "Wow, what's going on?" And and then you know, uh, then it came the fifth month of my pregnancy, and I could feel a little a little something, a little life inside of me, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she's really in there." Well, think about Sarah. 90 years old, and she is feeling life moving around in her on the inside. I just can't even imagine the power of this miracle and her experiencing it. And when I thought about this, I thought about her in her first trimester. I thought about her in her second trimester. T- at trimester. I thought about her in her third. I thought about her when she's like in, in her uh, seventh month, her eighth month, her ninth month. She's, she's about ready to deliver. I mean, this miracle is so huge, and she's experiencing it. And I want to say to you, friend, that when God is doing miracles in our life, we need to say, God, I thank you for every single thing you're changing every, every single way. It looks like it's getting better. It's, maybe it's not better yet, Lord, but I, I believe you. It's getting better. I thank you for every way that it's changing. I thank you that you're moving things, embracing that miracle. Sarah and this 90-year-old woman was embracing that miracle every single day. When she was filling life in this 90-year-old body, when she began to feel Isaac inside of her kicking and moving around, she was probably laughing. She was like, this is hilarious. Is there anything too hard for this God. Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11, and you're going to see, oh my, 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 my. You're going to see what her attitude was. Okay, Hebrews 11, verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and as she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. How did she judge him faithful? I, I mean, there weren't any other testimonies around of 90-year-old women that were having babies. How did she judge him Faithful. How do you judge him faithful? It's a decision every single day that my God is who he said he is and I don't care what I see or what I think or what I feel. I know what God said and I know what his word said and I judge him faithful today. I want to give you a story I knew this story a long time ago, and uh, a friend of mine, she was in another country, and and, uh, she had found out uh, she had gotten sick. And so she was taking antibiotics and taking antibiotics. Well, she found out that she was pregnant while she was taking these antibiotics. Well, the doctor said, Well, you need to abort that child because uh, that child is going to uh, be retarded or be a Down syndrome, and it's going to be all your fault because you took those antibiotics. You needed to destroy that child. Well, my friend, she was a Christian woman, loved God with all of her heart. And she said, God, I cannot. I cannot. I cannot abort this child. I cannot, I just, Lord, I'm gonna judge you faithful. I'm gonna judge you faithful every single day of this pregnancy, that though the doctor said that there would be serious things wrong with this child, I judge you faithful that I'm gonna have a full term child and and they're gonna be healthy and strong every day. My friend told me that she devil would come and he'd say, Your child's gonna have so many problems, your child's gonna die in your womb, your child's gonna be retarded. And it's going to be your fault and you're going to be raising that child. I mean, the devil would come with so much accusation, so much uh, vain imagination that this child was going to have great problems all of its life. And it's your fault because you took those antibiotics and because you let that child live. Oh, he came with a storm of lies and accusations towards her. And every day, she told me every day, she laid her hands on her stomach and she said, God, I judge you faithful. I judge you faithful that I'm going to have a full-term child and that this child is going to be normal and they're going to be strong and going to be healthy. And the next day would come and the thoughts would come and she said, God, I judge you faithful that your this baby's going to be strong and it's going to be healthy and it's going to be normal the next day would come the next month would come the next month would come she started feeling life inside of her the devil was throwing accusations at her she laid her hands on her stomach and she said god i judge you faithful my child is going to be full term it's going to be healthy it's going to be strong she's going to be normal got to the ninth month, feeling all movement and everything inside of this, inside of her. No promise from the doctor that this child was going to be normal. Only one promise. She judged him faithful. The promise that he gave her and that no weapon formed against this child in her womb was going to prosper. And she held on to that word. And she said, no devil, you're not touching my child. Well, I'm here to tell you that I've met that little girl. She's a mother herself right now. She's absolutely beautiful. She's brilliant. There's nothing wrong with that child. There was nothing wrong with that baby. My friend, she judged God faithful when the enemy was lying. And I know I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm encouraging you right now to do what my friend did and to do what Sarah did and to look at the impossible the impossible situation and say, I judge my God faithful. I judge my God faithful. God is going to move in my situation. God is going to change things. I'm judging him faithful. I've looked at the facts and I say that he is not a man that he should lie, that he is faithful. And true. And I judge him faithful. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Maybe you're carrying a child. Maybe the devil said to you, something's going to happen to your child. Judge God faithful. Do whatever it is you're supposed to do in the natural, but judge God faithful and pull down those lies of the devil just like my friend did. And she, to this day, enjoys that woman, that little girl who grew up intelligent, beautiful, and her grandchildren. Look, look what the devil was trying to steal. Just get rid of that baby. Just get rid of that baby. That's what he said. If she'd have done that, she would have had that pain on the inside of her in her heart that she was supposed to have a child and she gave that child, she, she awarded that child. Plus, she would have never had that beautiful little girl. She would have never seen those grandchildren from that child. The Devil's a thief, he's a liar. You judge God faithful. Praise God, praise God. There's nothing too hard for our God. Well, you say, well, Denise, how, how can I judge him faithful? Well, one of the ways that we can judge him faithful is what has he done in the past? Has he touched you before? Has he healed your body before? Has he healed somebody you knew before? Has he provided miraculous finances for somebody that you knew before? Don't fill your mind with videos and, and stories of how things turned out terrible. Look at stories and testimonies of how God was faithful to others and that he can be faithful to you. Bible says that, the, that we overcome him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. When you hear somebody's testimony, it has power to go and destroy the lies of the devil that he's trying to bring to you. We have ways of escape, of escaping those lies that he wants to bring to us and to steal from us that miracle that God is giving to us. Is there anything too hard for our God? No. Is there anything too difficult for him? No. He's a miracle-working God. You say, well, give me something practical. Well, in Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Well, what are his benefits? He forgives all my iniquities, and he heals all of my diseases. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Those are benefits, my friend. Remind yourself of the truth of God's Word that these are His benefits. Fill your mind with stories, true stories of, of, of miracles that God has done in somebody else's life. There are ways that when, like my friend, my friend, when she was fighting the enemy and she was pregnant, she's getting bigger and bigger and the devil's getting louder and louder in her mind and she's pulling down those thoughts. My friend was pulling down those thoughts. Her mind was in the scriptures. She was reading the word of God. She was she was quoting the word of God. She was saying, "God, this is true. You said that you are you are not a man that you should lie. Yet you are the truth. I believe you, God." And you saw the end of her story. God did a miracle for Sarah. God did a miracle for my friend. God's done many, many miracles and it's time for you to experience his miracle working power. Is there anything too hard for our God? The answer is no. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And right now, I just agree with you. Father, I agree with my friend for this miracle That they're believing for. Right now in the name of Jesus. We attach our faith. To that miracle. In Jesus name. Amen. Well it's thank you for letting me share. My heart with you. My thoughts about the power of God. And that there's nothing impossible. With our God. And I'll see you next time
1: women are powerful and very influential but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts the bible tells us of women like jezebel a woman who had no touch of god in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband her sons and her nation but the bible also gives examples of women who were supportive godly helpful and delivering In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament, Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book all the women of the bible the world needs men and women to embrace their god-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them this book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the bible and it is amazing we know it will be a blessing to you this insightful book by herbert lockyer can be yours for just 19 dollars don't miss this special offer this series 10 powerful women and the book all the women of the bible Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.